0: Have you heard of the four percent rule i'm sure you have because there are a lot of retirees that are building their retirement plan around the four percent rule but do they actually know what it is and are they sticking to it so in today's podcast we're going to debunk and untangle the four percent rule we're untangling financial issues Welcome to Your
1: Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling your finances. That's what it's all about. That's the name of the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. I'm consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of the firm Cloudvestors, fiduciary firm working with so many in their financial life. A firm that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey and Mo Param. I'm I've, I've told myself before we started uh, recording today, think, put on your thinking cap. Think, try to understand. Because when we get into things like four percent rule, I'm gonna do my best to to state. My mind is not totally built for these kinds of strategies, which is okay. I'm okay with that. I'm not built to do open heart surgery either. And so they have (laughs) doctors for that. And then we have financial people for what you're going to talk about today. And that's the 4% rule. By the way, how are
0: you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. I'm actually on assignment. I'm in Phoenix right now. You are. So you are. Yeah. We're recording. Yeah. We're recording. uh, So we have a TV show, your retirement untangled, and so we do, we do the filming here in Phoenix, and it airs in uh, in Atlanta. You know,
1: and we thought we were we thought at one moment we were going to say you're on assignment, so I was going to have so much fun. And I'll just, if I may, for a moment, where say where I was going to have you on assignment. Uh, each time <laughs> I opened with the question for you, I was going to say, "Mo is on assignment." Uh, no, he's actually at a, a a cocktail party, and then I was going to say, "No." He's in the Arctic. He's uh,
0: <laughs>
1: he's all bundled up in the Arctic. Uh, no, we've sent him back in time to cover the American Revolution. No. I'm all over the place. He's just gone to heaven temporarily, just visiting. <laughs> but no, you're in Phoenix. You gave it away.
0: Oh, sorry, Dave. Oh, sorry. sorry. It's beautiful out here, though. Yeah. Close to heaven, right? <laughs> <laughs> the weather is. The weather yeah. is great. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> well, okay. We're going to break down the 4% rule, and and I'm, right. I'm going to ask you to explain it. I do know this. I know that it was created, in a sense, or articulated by William P. Bengen. And yes. this, I think, goes back to the 90s. And then he has since come back and retracted uh, a little bit on this. I think he's even gone up or he's clarified what he originally meant by this. So, well, let's start with wh- what is the 4% rule? Well, the 4% rule
0: is a mathematical equation at the end of the day. And what the 4% rule says is that a retiree is able to take 4% of their retirement assets on a monthly basis, sorry, uh, 4% on their retirement assets continuously for at least 30 years. And between your income and your distributions, you won't run out of money, right? So that's the the theory behind the 4% rule. Take 4% of your initial um, investable assets at retirement, right, and, and even factor in inflation, and as long as you stick to that four percent, you should not run out of money. So he's saying so that in theory, that's what it is. And you're taking
1: four, and you're not just taking it from a pile of cash, which it would eventually go away. You're taking it from in current investments, investments and, and so and, then and it, the, you have to have those make obviously bet, do perform better than four percent.
0: Well, the well the the. The investment mix that he came up with was 50% in equities, 50% in bonds. Okay. And what he did was he used the market returns from 1926 to 1976. So he mm-hmm. took a 50-year time frame, mm-hmm. right, and plugged in the returns, and he used the inflation rate and and said that based off his, his research, he can you can do this. You can take 4% of your assets, factor in inflation, and you will not essentially run out of money. Now, now that's what the four now that's yeah. what the four percent rule in theory says
1: but number one the first
0: thing I thought was well
1: it's not 1926 or 36 46 56 <laughs> it's not 66 it's not 76 I mean does that make a difference right. because it's 2021
0: well, it's well it does make a difference right I mean like the returns for um this year right may not necessarily be the returns as it was years before but 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 for, he took a fifty-year sample size, he right? Did. So that's not that's that's no small potatoes, right, right. there, right? So that's a big fix. Yeah, that's a sneeze. Big, at. Big, yeah. Yeah, to sneeze that. He took some real data behind it, but for but for for us as advisors, it's not the rule itself that's an issue, right? Because he he solved it. I mean, he he proved it mathematically. You can do it. But what we've noticed is that people are putting their own spin to it and don't really understand the rule itself. And so they're building financial plans, they're building their retirement um, future on a, on a rule that they don't even understand, right? So it's gonna give you some clarity behind it. So in the 4% rule, the, the real rule itself, you can only take one distribution per year. So William Benjamin, who created this rule, in his in his model, he only took a distribution once a year. Now, Dave, I don't know about you, but or how many retirees you've spoken you've spoken to, but I'll tell you this much: we don't have a lot of clients that that would say that that will tell us, "Hey, you know what? For next year, I just want one lump sum distribution, and we're going to manage it and take care of it." Yeah, well, and yeah. Uh, you know, just we're, we'll give you a call in twelve more months when we need the next distribution. That would
1: be like if my employer said, "Look, I'm going to give you." uh in january your whole year's pay just one check right one check you good make that work i mean there's so many things wrong with not uh, that's never gonna happen but but with the lump sum distribution there's so many things wrong with that it seems to me
0: what what's first off so that's what he's talking about one distribution He's one thing he says in the rule is one distribution. Well, when, when we talk to clients about that and they, and they've come up with this 4%, you know, distribution rate, they've never factored in. Oh, well, wait a minute. You mean I have to take one distribution and just let that and let that survive me for the year. Yep. That's what the rule says. Well, right. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make yeah. sense.
1: <laughs> so it sounds like basically it's 4% rules flawed from
0: the beginning well it's not flawed it it's works the, if you do it that way it, if you it works if you do it that way okay i another, see what you're another saying thing, another thing that that's part of the rule is a distribution of 40 of four percent right so we have a client let's say you have a client or you say to yourself i have a million dollars well four so percent that means i could take out forty thousand dollars and, and that have an issue mm-hmm. right but if your money is in a 401k, for instance, well, most people are thinking net, right? right. Hey, I need $40,000 to hit my bank account. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, if your money's in a 401k, well, you've got to factor in taxes. So you might actually have to take out $50,000, right? For you to net
1: 40. You haven't even gotten to inflation yet. You're just on taxes now. F- right,
0: right. So 50,000 is 5%. Not necessarily four. That's right. So, wh- when you're building your plan on that four percent rule, did you back in taxes, like saying I need forty thousand dollars gross so I can net whatever that number is, or did you say to yourself, "Well, I can take out forty thousand dollars, but I didn't think about well, how's that going? How's going to impact taxes? Right? Am I taking? Am I going to take taxes out of my investments to not worry about it? Well." If you didn't factor in taxes, then you've, you've really put your own spin to the 4% rule.
1: So what you're saying is, if I'm following, is that where people are going about, they're, they're implementing it improperly, uh, that they're turning it into multiple distributions. And by doing that, they're having to really take out more uh, because of that. Or would, wouldn't you have to take out more than 4% even with, with William – or Bill Bingen or Bingen who with their one yeah, lump something. thing. So, if, his, if again, be, his was I, flawed kind of really then, right? Because you'd have to take out more than
0: four. Right. You've got to take out more than four if you're going to factor in taxes, right? Um, another thing that the 4% rule shows is you cannot deviate from the 4% at all. <laughs> Right, so it's four percent now. He did factor in inflation, right? So that four percent is keeping up with inflation, but you cannot okay. deviate from that, ever. So what I mean by that is, let's say four percent. Let's let's fig, let's just say four. That forty thousand dollars from that original million dollar um, example I gave you. Let's say that's the true number, right? No, I need forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Great, but what? Let's say. Three years from now, you want to celebrate your fortieth wedding anniversary, and you want to take your spouse on a on an Alaskan cruise, and that's going to cost ten grand. You need to take well, at least fifty. Then most people aren't factoring in that ten grand from their you know, their budget. Right ah. when they're retiring, they're saying, "Well, you know, I've got a million dollars. I've got whatever eight hundred thousand dollars. I'll just take ten grand from there." Well, if you deviate from this rule, you messed up once. You've messed up the plan. Oh. Now we're talking about a retirement that could last 30, 40 years. And so are you telling me that you're going to be that disciplined and not take any additional distributions over I a 30, 45 year time, time frame? And
1: right? every time you do, you shorten the lifespan of what you need to get you through the rest of your life in That's retirement.
0: Right. You did one, one aberration, one change from that 4% rule You've, you've basically broke the entire rule altogether, right? Because you have to follow the rule. If you understand, if you really truly understand what the 4% rule is, you cannot go past this 4% even if you factor in inflation, right? So, but most people aren't thinking about that when they're building their plan. All, all, all they see is if I have a million dollars, I can take out $40,000 and I should be and that should add, that should satisfy my income throughout retirement. Right? Not really factoring in, you know, these parts of, of the plan, not even factoring the returns. Right? You know, in for instance 2000, 2001, 2002, we saw three negative years in the market. Right? So what if all of your assets are yeah. in the market? and you're taking distributions when the market's down 10, 15%. Well, well then you're not making pe- more than what you're taking out possibly, right? Exactly. And most people aren't calling me, our, our clients aren't calling us and saying, you know what, the market's down 10%. I don't need any income. Just just turn it off. Let the, let the market, let let my accounts continue to grow. Don't distribute any money to me this year. No, you still need your income. Well, you need, right? you know, you got to eat.
1: You know, I'm thinking too, if you, <laughs> let's say you say, honey, congratulations, we're going on that Alaskan cruise. Yay. However, we can't break William Bingham's 4% rule. So <laughs> we're going to eat ramen noodles for 10 months and only ramen noodles. <laughs> uh, and yeah. and then, yeah, you can't go without, I mean, uh, Wow. Uh,
0: yeah so so when you think about it like a lot of people are building a plan and, and they want to get to a number when they retire right they say to themselves okay if I have a million dollars if I can just get to two million dollars whatever the number is right they've backed they've back end to four percent so they said to they've said to themselves and we've had these conversations if I can get to two million dollars I know that I can take four percent of that right so 80 grand. Mm-hmm. I can take 80 grand for my two million dollars and that's gonna last me. Right? But th- but because that's their interpretation of the four percent rule. Uh-huh. I just need to get to a number, take four percent, and that's the number I need to retire. But, but don't, if you're really trying to follow the four percent rule, you have to factor in those those other equations, other other parts of the equation. Yeah, and you're
1: not. It you're like me on Christmas Eve when my daughter was little trying to put her toys together. And yeah. I wouldn't. I, I never looked at the instructions. I looked at the picture on the box and just tried to make what I was putting together look like the picture on the box. But so that's what you're saying. A lot of people are doing with the four percent rule. They're they're adding
0: their own uh, nuts and bolts to it. The, that's right. And you know, the instructions came with twelve <laughs> nuts and bolts, and you're saying to yourself, "Well, I only need ten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like a lot of nuts out there doing it. You know, well, first off, William Bingen or Benjamin, however you pronounce his name, it, who came up with the 4% rule. I don't know the man, but I'm wondering if he's like super disciplined where he eats his breakfast at the exact same time every day. And he has a banana and yogurt every day for rec- breakfast. And the reason I ask that is he must really have confidence that people
0: are that disciplined to never break the 4% rule. I, I you know what 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 his intentions were I don't know right but what I do know is that there's some fallacies that are that people are, are building their financial plan on they're thinking of it as a rule versus a rule of the versus a rule of thumb they're thinking of it as truth right and you know we've tested the four a, a regular distribution of four percent with inflation taking in market returns and we've tested it you know multiple times run run different scenarios and in some cases, your success rate was about 60%. Okay. So what does that mean? That means that there's a 40% chance of it failing. Now, I don't know about you, Dave. I'm here in Phoenix. But if before I got on the flight and the pilot said, we have a 40% chance of not making it to Phoenix.
1: Even if he just said, folks, welcome, Um, enjoy your flight. We have a 60% chance of making it back to Atlanta (laughs) safely. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to say, please get me off. What do I need to do? Act (laughs) up so you'll kick me off? Yeah, I have a hundred percent chance of getting off this flight. That, that's, <laughs> right. that's what I'm going to tell them. Ooh, that's a that is a really good way to look at it. I tell you <laughs> what, let's take a quick break. And what I want to do is because we've identified how you can really mess up with the four percent rule. Let's look at what Mo Baram thinks would be better applied in in your strategies. That's coming up on Your Finances Untangled. or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients, the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's Cloudvestors.com. We're back with Your Finances Untangled with Mo param who has identified the 4% rule. You may have heard of it, the 4% withdrawal rule uh, created by William and articulated by him. Mean, after doing it, sounds like exhaustive studies, looking at the markets <laughs> over 50 years, um, coming up with the 4% rule. He since backtracked a little bit from that, from what I've read. However, we're looking at the 4% rule, and Mo explained what it is. Maybe you can recap that question quickly again, and explained how it was meant to be uh, applied and how some people are not applying it that way. And I and I, I use the, the example of me putting anything together. And let me ask you this about that real quick. Do you yeah. think, first, two things about the manufacturers of these, whoever writes the instructions, do you think they just die laughing, thinking at how confused <laughs> we're all going to be? Because, I mean, could they be more vague? And that's why oh. I throw them in the trash and just try to make it look like what's on the picture on the box. <laughs> secondly. If you, can get close, if you can get close enough, that, that works for you. <laughs> good enough for me. <laughs> Might have to put some duct tape on somewhere. But secondly, um, they may be being nice by giving you some extra screws. Uh, maybe I'm thinking that they're thinking, you know what? These idiots are going to drop screws and not find them. Let's throw some extras in. But do they realize how much they're confusing us? Because we always end up with extra screws. And then I always think, well, I did something wrong. Because I've got two (laughs) extra screws here. Where did did these go? And I think they're just throwing extras in. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I hate putting stuff together. Anyway, I don't like it. So let's look at the four percent rule. And and what we did, we looked at how you could really mess up. First off, if you don't, if you veer from what William Bingham originally meant, and one number one, his number one rule of the four percent rule is never deviate from the four percent rule. And Mo you can't explained it. Yeah, I mean people
0: can How do you do that? How do you, I mean, you not deviate? It, I mean, how many people can stick to a diet for 30 days? Yeah. Now you want me to stick to a distribution of my retirement assets for 30 years? Well, and you get, you really explained
1: it perfectly when you used a million dollars and someone says, okay, 40000 a year. Uh, but then you said, okay, but they've dreamed of taking that Alaskan cruise, so— The 40,000 covers what they do when they don't do an Alaskan cruise. So, having to fund the Alaskan cruise means, guess what? Breaking the 4% rule. And that's
0: where it goes awry (laughs) when you break it. You break it. You break it once. Um, So, you know, instead of doing that, right, instead of building, and again, um, it's not that the 4% rule itself doesn't work. Mathematically, it does. Just in reality, one people are putting their own mix to it, and their own spin to it, and two, if you're really going to follow the rules, that you know, being disciplined to not deviate is is tough, right? So for us, when we're looking at planning for our retire for our retiree clients, the idea behind it is income, right? Is how do we structure a plan where we have different level, different ways that we can. Um, distribute income to you, right? And so some of it is what I would consider, we've had this conversation before, uh, smart safe, right? Mm-hmm. Smart safe and smart risk. Smart safe, again, is money. That's it. That's That has some guarantees towards it. And it's shielded from market volatility, right? So you can't lose money into it. So you've managed the downside of protection. And there's also some levels of guarantees into it. And then you have money that's smart risk, money that's in the market, money that's going to, you know, our goal behind it is to get, you know, actual market returns. But why I say having a plan that consists of smart risk and smart safe is one thing that you have to be aware of is if the market drops, right? And I'm not talking about a 30% drop like we saw in COVID last year. I'm talking about... Uh, uh, September, this past month, mm-hmm. this well, last month, the market was down 5%. Worst month in the market since uh, March of last year. Mm-hmm. S&P down almost 5%. Well, you still need your income, right? Well, yeah. would you want to sell an asset or sell assets, sell from the market where your accounts are, are dropping, right? Which is the worst thing you can do, right? You're selling a depreciating yeah. asset. Or would you rather have another 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 bucket, right of money that hasn't been impacted negatively from the market Not, so that we yes. can take income from there from that smart safe side and then let their assets continue to to do what it does recover from the market and then literally just like the lever turn it off and turn it on when you need to right respecting the market volatility right so that way you can have a full financial plan an income strategy throughout retirement that is not completely subjected by the market
1: I like that and we've talked about like the bucket strategies and it sounds like the four percent rule does not apply that or, or put that in the equation and and that you know makes me think the four percent rule at the same time it's over
0: complicated and oversimplified uh it's over complicated oversimplified overused. And, and wrongly used, and wrongly used, and a lot of advisors aren't really pointing it out to the clients. Right? There, there. A lot of clients are using, you know, average rate of returns. Hey, you know what? Listen, I okay, the four percent rule. So I, I can take four percent out as long as I earn five percent. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm, I'm earning five percent. I could take four percent. I should be fine. Every calculator, I have, every calculator, I've, I, I plug my numbers in. It worked. Well, what your calculator is doing is just showing that you're getting a 5% return every single year. Well, the market doesn't work that way. No. There's going to be years where you get you know, negative returns. There's going to be years that you get 20. There's going to be years that you get negative 2, whatever it may be, somewhere in between. Um, but that calculator that you're running is just going to show you getting 5% every single year. The market doesn't work that way. And, and you mentioned right?
1: he did a study based of 50 years, but that's still an
0: average that that study had to have it's, shown, right? it's showing an average, right? And the market doesn't work on averages. Yeah. Right? The market works in okay. the sense of what's know, it doing what's today? <laughs> what's it doing today? Right? And if it's if it's not doing well today, you're still going to need your ass. You're still going to need your income. Right? And if all your income is in the market, I don't care if it's a 50 50-50 blend, you know, 50% equities, 50% bonds, right? If it's all in the market, it's going to be impacted. So, unless you have some way to manage volatility. And so especially in the distribution phase of your life where your income needs are always going to be there. I don't care what the market does. Mm -hmm. market goes down 30%. You still need your income, right? But if all your money is in the market, do you have another way to shift to Garrett, to grab your income from another bucket that's not impacted by the market and still be able to, to invest, let it, let it, let it earn let it continue to invest over time recover recoup and have that balance right have some type of leverage in your plan so you can actually have a full distribution plan that's successful well i mean well first
1: off can i i normally tell you you do a good job and you do but can i can i tell me i did a good job because i kept up with you basically yeah I, I'm, yeah, I'm rather did a proud good job. of myself. Thank you. Listen, you did a good job, Dave. Well, look, you know that's the way. I, well, first off, there's so many things that you make me think about. With the, looking at the four percent rule, just as it is, it, it it does seem cookie cutter to me. And I know you don't take that approach in any way with any of your clients. And I also know that you and the team at Cloud Vesters are about building plans that are living and breathing, adapting to today
0: right well that's the great. plan is living and breathing and what i mean by that is uh your plan has to be flexible enough to change and adapt to certain to different changes in your life mm-hmm. right our lives isn't as isn't static and there's going to be news that that are good news positive news there's gonna be some negative news things that you can control things you can't control if markets go up markets go down interest rates go up interest rates go down Is your plan flexible enough to adjust when new information is given, right? So your financial plan is a living and breathing plan. It's a living and breathing document.
1: I'd like to just mention that cloudvestors.com is the website that if if you check it out, please uh, look into it. And if you're thinking, you know, I really need some guidance in my financial life, then Everything's there on the website and how you can get that process going. And, and guess what? You're assigned to a human being, not a robot. Uh, it's That's just right. the convenience of, of you can do it. For, you can you can talk with someone from home. You can communicate with someone from the comfort of your own home. That's great. I mean, it originated with your existing clients at your brick and mortar who moved and wanted to continue the relationship.
0: Yeah, it has. And it's expanded. It's expanded throughout the country, so we have clients, California, Seattle, uh, um, uh, Mississippi, actually, uh, Louisiana, New York. We have clients throughout the country, so uh, you still get that full blown financial planning experience, um, and your financial plan and your financial planning team is with you no matter where you go. I like it. I like it.
1: I'd like to thank the star
0: of the show, Mo (laughs) Param,
1: Mo (laughs) Param. And the crowd approves. The crowd approves. Yes. Well, um, good stuff as always, Mo. 4% rule. Uh, Check out cloudvestors.com. This podcast, we do it every week. We're at like 75 now. Oh I yeah. mean, we're getting really yeah. close to that 100th podcast. We're going to have another oh, party yeah. then, right? We're going to have another party. Okay, good. Looking forward to it. We're going to try to get one of those 80s bands we couldn't get uh, to perform at the party uh, during the 50th. But in the <laughs> meantime, we do this every week, and you can subscribe. You got it uh, every week. We do ask that if you would please rate and share and and just stay with us on the podcast with Mo Param of Cloudvesters. It is your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts.